0: Around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Gary Zimak. Thanks so much for stopping by. Today we are going to look at the mass readings. For the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time, you're going to like this message. The message, the theme, at least as I see it when I look at all these readings, the theme for today's readings, today's show, the healing power of Jesus. Now, if you're someone who needs healing in any way, maybe you need a physical healing, maybe you need a spiritual healing, maybe you need some sort of an emotional healing. Jesus specializes in all forms of healing, so I I hope that you can find some comfort in these words, in these scriptures today as we look at them, and I'm going to pray in a few minutes. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give me the insight that you need to hear, You know, that's what I always that's why I pray at the start of all these programs, because I want to make sure that you get what the Lord wants you to get, and I'm gonna ask for that. So we will do that. We're gonna talk a little bit about Lent. We'll talk more about what's coming in the in the near future. But first, let's get to praying. Let's pray, let's put ourselves or let's I I should say let's recognize that we are in the presence of our Father in heaven right now, as well as the Holy Spirit in Jesus, and all the angels and saints they're with us right now. Let's recognize that we are in their presence and turn our attentions to our turn our attention to our father in heaven and let's offer up these prayers. In the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit. Amen. Heavenly father, thank you for your constant presence with us. Father, we can't see you right now, but that makes total sense since you are pure spirit and you are invisible. But Father, we know through faith that you are present with us. We know that you want to provide for all our needs. And in fact, we know that you have provided for all our needs from the very instant that we were conceived, because if you hadn't provided, we would not be here. So we give you thanks for that, Father. We praise you for your power. We praise you for the fact that you are omniscient. You know all things, that you're omnipresent, that you are everywhere. And that you're omnipotent. You are bigger than any problem we or anyone else could ever face. We turn to you, Father, as your children. Grateful to be adopted as your children through baptism. We turn to you as your children. We ask you to bless and protect us and our loved ones. Please guide us. Let us know how we can serve you. Help us to love you to serve you, and to know you. Father, we pray for healing upon those who are sick, those who are struggling emotionally, those who are struggling spiritually. We pray for our country. We pray for peace in the world. We pray that this upcoming Lent will be a very fruitful time for all of us. And I especially want to pray today, Father, for anyone who does not know you, who doesn't have a relationship with you. Father, I also ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me so that I can deliver the message that you would like me to deliver. I don't want to deliver my own message. I want to deliver the message that you have for me, Father. I also ask, Father, for you to open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we can hear your message and respond in a way that pleases you. And Father, as we always do, we ask these things in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for praying with me. Again, if you're just tuning in, my name is Gary Zimak. We do this program each week for 30 minutes, and I'm grateful to all the Catholic radio stations across the United States who carry the program, and I'm also grateful to any of the podcasting services who provide the program. So I don't really know how you're listening right now, but I am just glad that you are able to listen to the program. All right, I said at the beginning that, um, before we get to the mass readings, I said at the beginning of the show I wanted to talk about a few things. So here, here's where we stand we are we're going to look at the mass readings for the fifth Sunday in ordinary time right now let's see um, this Friday this upcoming Friday now I, I don't know when you're listening to the program it could be any day during the weekend or through the podcast it could be even after the weekend but Friday February the 9th is what I am calling the official kickoff Of Give Up Worry for Lent 2024. I'm going to be starting the program, I guess this is the fifth year uh, that we've been doing this based on my book of the same name, Give Up Worry for Lent. But Friday, the 9th of February at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to kick it off officially this year with a 60-minute interview on Catholic Answers Live. So if you're able to tune into that, that'd be fantastic. It's also uh, streamed on YouTube as well but uh, we're going to talk about Give Up Worry for Lent. I'm going to call that the official kickoff. And then the following Wednesday, February the 14th, that's Valentine's Day, but it's also Ash Wednesday. So that's when things get started for real. Pardon me. I felt a cough coming, got ahead of it with my water. February the 14th is Ash Wednesday. And then the following Sunday is the first Sunday of Lent. So just to keep a you know, keep things in perspective here and let you know where we stand in the liturgical year um, and and to get you ready for Give Up Worry for Lent. Now, you may or may not know about the book that I wrote. It came out in 2019 called Give Up Worry for Lent. And uh, I've been blessed, and I'm going to be doing that this year as well, to lead a number of Lenten parish missions based on Give Up Worry for Lent. I'm going to be traveling around the country. As, I, as I've been for the past several years leading these two- and three-day parish missions. If you want to find out more and see my schedule, you can check out my website, followingthetruth.com. That's followingthetruth.com. And I also want to let you know that in the past, the book Give Up Worry for Lent, which is a daily Lenten devotional. There's a Bible verse and a little reflection each day, really designed for those of us who tend to be anxious and, um, it's the book has you know thanks be to God it has really been very successful I don't I've lost track of the number of copies but it has sold out on Amazon several years um, so if you're interested in getting a copy either head on over to Amazon go over to Avi Maria Press which is the the website for my publisher for the book or you can just go to my website followingthetruth.com. dot I recommend that you do it now if you can the book officially starts on ash wednesday but there's some prep work that i i I typically do in addition and and there's an introduction and that leads me to my next point the prep work i have a daily email reflection let not your heart be troubled it's free of charge you can sign up for that at followingthetruth.com as well I, I every year during Lent, I shift over into give up worry for Lent, and what I do is I highlight or I elaborate on the the readings in the book. I don't regurgitate them; I just don't read them. I I highlight uh, some aspects of them, in the um in the daily email reflections. I'll be doing that again this year. And we'll probably kick it off that week of Ash Wednesday. I haven't decided officially yet. I know I better decide pretty soon. But I I usually like to give you a couple days to ease you into the book and go through the introduction. So I would say that Monday, which is what, February the twelfth, we will start the daily reflections focusing on give up worry for Lent. So why don't you sign up for those if you're if you're interested. And also, I have a Monday through Friday podcast. It's five minutes each day. I am not going to focus on Give Up Worry for Lent during that podcast. That podcast, I'm going to do what I typically do throughout the year. I'll look at the daily mass readings. And again, that's five minutes each day. So these are resources for you and I to walk together, not just through Lent, but through every day uh, of the year. And I'd be happy to take that journey with you. Then, of course, I'll be here Doing this program once each week as well, and uh, we might throw in a few give up worry for Lent tidbits, but it's we're going to really focus on the Sunday Mass reading. So this is going to pretty much stay the same. Any questions? Any confusion? Email me at gary at followingthetruth dot com. That's gary at followingthetruth dot com, and we will be able to straighten out hopefully any confusion that you may have. All right, let's um. Let's look at these readings again for the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. The message, The Healing Power of Jesus. The readings are very manageable today. They're not overly long. Uh, Definitely, we could fit them in with no problem. And as I always do, I'm going to start out with the gospel, and then we'll back the gospel up with the first reading, the Responsorial Psalm, and the second reading. And I'm confident that you're going to see a theme emerge, the theme of The Healing Power of Jesus. The gospel comes from Mark chapter 1 verses 29 through 39. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. You know what I really like about we read about these healings that Jesus performs? First of all, He does not confine his healings to the synagogues. He goes out into the street. He meets the people. He goes into the home of Simon's mother-in-law, and she's sick. He's not afraid of her being contagious. He goes right in there. He touches her, grasps her by the hand, and helps her up. She's healed. He didn't use any elaborate formula. This is the healing power of Jesus, and I really hope that comes across when you when you listen to this he does, it's healing to Jesus is easy it's not difficult for him it's not difficult for him he doesn't have a problem doing it doing it now does he always heal physically? no he doesn't and I think that's what we all need to remember I'm, I'm always of the belief that if I know somebody who is struggling with a physical ailment I do pray for the physical healing because I want to give the Lord a chance to physically heal somebody to take their pain away. Sometimes he doesn't. I can't always I can't tell you why. I was going to say I can't always tell you why. I can never tell you why because that's up to him. But I do believe that there are many different healings that often need to take place. He's going to answer the prayer with the appropriate healing. Maybe the person needs a spiritual healing. Maybe they need an emotional healing. Maybe the physical ailment is helping them stay close to Jesus. Maybe it's their ticket to heaven. And through that suffering, that's how they're going to make it to heaven. You know, so I I would encourage you to not give up if you are praying for some sort of a physical healing and you're not seeing it. Don't give up. But instead, I encourage you to just trust the Lord that he does know what he's doing. Back to the gospel, when it was evening after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. See what he's doing? He's driving out demons. He's he's performing not just physical healings of ailments, of illnesses, but he's curing people who are sick in a spiritual way. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed great reminder for us. Jesus made it a point to get up early, to go to a private place, And have that communication with his father. He's giving us an example of the importance of making time for prayer. Simon and those who were with him pursued him. And on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. And he told them, let us go on to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose I have come. So we went into their synagogues preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. And I mentioned at the start of the the program that there are many different kinds of healing. There's a physical healing. There's an emotional healing. There's a spiritual healing. Jesus is the master of all these healings. So whatever you need, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with your faith, if you have a physical ailment, Bring it to Jesus. Give Him a chance to perform that healing. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. He's not different. The only difference about Jesus is we don't see Him walking around with a body made of flesh and bone. We don't see that anymore. So in that sense, He is different. But Jesus is very much still with us and is capable of performing healings. Give him a chance. Now, let's look at the first reading, and you're going to see that, um, I've talked about this this often, but just in case maybe this is your first time listening to the program, that I start with the gospel because the church emphasizes, puts a lot of emphasis on the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They have a place of... um, Of uh, the 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 top of the they're uh, what's they're they're prominent in terms of all the scriptural readings because they tell us about the life of Jesus and we often get to hear his words so I I believe in starting with the gospel but then each week and you're going to see this during ordinary time the gospel just proceeds sequentially during Lent and Advent things change but for right now the gospels just go through sequentially so. We are we are going through Mark's Gospel right now, and the first reading is chosen to, on Sunday, the first reading is chosen to support the Gospel. As is the Responsorial Psalm, the second reading, sort of the way the Gospel does, just proceeds along sequentially during ordinary time. My goal on this show is to find that common thread between all of the readings, because really there is one. Sometimes you have to little, dig a little bit, especially when it comes to that second reading. But the first reading in the Responsorial Psalm, they are chosen specifically to support the message in the gospel. So with that in mind, let's look at the first reading, Job chapter 7, beginning in verse 1. Job spoke, saying, "'Is not man's life on earth a drudgery? Are not his days those of hirelings?' He is a slave who longs for the shade, a hireling who waits for his wages. So I have been aside months of misery, and troubled nights have been allotted to me. And you see, it's really depressing, but who doesn't feel this way sometimes? Life is difficult. It's not easy. This earthly life is not heaven. We live in a fallen world. So there is suffering. And that's what Job is emphasizing here. I've been aside months of misery, Job said, and and troubled nights have been allotted to me. If If in bed I say, when shall I arise? Then the night drags on. I am filled with restlessness until the dawn. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. They come to an end without hope. Remember that my life is like the wind. And I love this ending. I shall not see happiness again. Now, here's the good thing about this. Job was eventually healed, and Job is absolutely wrong when he made that proclamation. I shall not see happiness again. Yes, he will. Because if you fast forward to the end of the book of Job, things turned around for him. And I think that's the message for us. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope, like Peter's mother-in-law and all of those other people who were healed in the gospel today, most of them unnamed. Jesus has healing power, and he can heal you even if it doesn't feel like it. You might be looking at your illness, your condition, whatever it may be, as being hopeless. It's not. With God, all things are possible. And that is such a hope-filled message. But I think it's important that we have that very certain proclamation from Job. I shall not see happiness again. You know, he sounds confident, but he's dead wrong. And so are we sometimes. When we look at something and say, it is hopeless, this cannot turn around. Says who? Says you and me. But not the Lord. He can turn even the most hopeless problem around. Responsorial Psalm, Psalm 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Sing praise to our God, for he is gracious. It is fitting to praise him. The Lord rebuilds Jerusalem, the dispersed of Israel he gathers. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars; he calls each by name. Great is our Lord, and mighty in power. To his wisdom there is no limit. The Lord sustains the lowly; the wicked he casts to the ground. Praise the Lord who heals the broken-hearted. Job was broken-hearted. Obviously, he was hopeless. He thought he'd never see happiness again. But he never stopped that connection with God. He never broke off the connection, never stopped talking to God. And you know, we saw an example of speaking to God in prayer in the gospel. When Jesus got up early, went to a deserted place, he made a conscious effort to turn to his Father in prayer. That's the example for us. And as long as we do that, there is always hope there is always hope. Let's look at the second reading now, First Corinthians, St. Paul's letter, first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9. We start in verse 16. Paul writes this, brothers and sisters, if I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me, and woe to me if I do not preach it. If I do so willingly, I have a recompense, but if unwillingly, then i have been entrusted with a stewardship what then is my recompense that when i preach i offer the gospel free of charge so as not to make use so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel although i am free in regard to all i have made myself a slave to all so as to win over as many as possible to the weak i became weak to win over the weak I have become all things to all, to save at least some. All this I do for the sake of the gospel, so that I too may have a share in it. And what we see here, and this is what I'm feeling for the connection between all of these readings, Paul feels this obligation, this burden, to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, with those who are hurting, who are lost, who need to hear the good news. We see examples of people in the gospel today, starting with Peter's mother-in-law, who needed to have an encounter with Jesus. And what happened? Jesus was brought to her. Jesus came in to the house of Simon and Andrew, where she lived, with James and John. He came in. He came to her. She needed him. We see Job. Job needed to have an encounter with the Lord. He needed a healing. He got his healing in the end. And in this reading, Paul is saying, I got to share this good news. I have to share Jesus with others. I have to freely give. Not doing it to earn a living. Not doing it so that I can benefit from it. But Paul's saying, I need to do it Because the people need those encounters with Jesus. And here's the thing. You and I, we have the ability to bring people in touch with Jesus and allow a healing to take place. How can we do that? Well, we can pray for them. If you know somebody who needs a healing, we can pray for them. And when we do that, we ask the Lord to send his grace upon that person and to heal them. So we're really facilitating that encounter between the person who needs the healing and Jesus. That's one thing. Another thing is maybe we can tell somebody, hey, I'll pray for you. Or maybe we can offer to help them out in some way. Is there anything I can do? Do you need anything? Can I help you? You know, it doesn't have to be all biblical. I don't need to be quoting Bible verses all the time. Hey, you need something from the store. And then, you know, let them know, I'm praying for you. I can't imagine anybody getting angry about that. And if they do, maybe that's part of their conversion. You know, then you just walk away. You don't keep hassling them. But there are some ways, there's always some way that we can do something to help those who need Jesus in their life, because a lot of times when people need a healing, they're so caught up in the heal in, in the illness or the in the ailment, whatever it may be, that they lose sight of the fact that the Lord can help them. And sometimes they're so overwhelmed that they forget to pray or they stop praying because they just give they've given up. Just because somebody else gives up and doesn't believe in the healing power of the Lord doesn't mean I have to do it. So I can take over for them and pray for them and bring Jesus into their lives, possibly bringing about a healing. Paul never gave up. No matter how many difficulties he had, he never stopped sharing Jesus Christ with those around him. And I think that's a good way to leave this show today as we we prepare to close things out. Never give up always remember that Jesus can heal and he wants to heal. He won't always perform the kind of healing that we expect at the time we expect. But that's why we it's always a good idea to leave the timing and the method up to him. He knows the healing that's needed. He knows the right way to heal. He knows the right time. It's not a big deal for him, as we saw with that gospel account today. And if the healing's not taking place, it doesn't mean you got the words wrong or you're doing something wrong. More often than not, what it means is that the Lord is waiting for a better time or doing things behind the scenes. You know, a lot of times he's working behind the scenes and we don't even realize it. So I'm just going to encourage you to never give up, to always believe that the Lord Jesus can heal emotionally, spiritually, and physically in today's day as much as he did back in his day. Well, I want to thank you for listening to the program. Again, if you have any questions, shoot me an email at gary at followingthetruth.com. Also, don't forget my website is followingthetruth.com if you want to find out more about my work. Um, If you would like to make a donation to my full-time ministry, I would be very grateful for that. You can do that by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on Donate. You can make a secure donation to keep me going. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, I'm going to be praying for you. I'd ask you to pray for me as well. And I look forward to joining you next week right here on the program. God bless. Talk to you next time.